0: It is the single most powerful policy instrument we've got to change the shape of society. If we fail ultimately to repair this broken system, the burden of tax will shift, inequality will rise and that's the outcome that we least want.
1: Hello, my name is Kirsty Stiles and welcome to the weekly economics podcast brought to you by the New Economics Foundation. This week, we caught up with tax expert and tax justice campaigner Richard Murphy to talk about a little thing called Google and tax avoidance.
0: We said we'd take action. Now we have companies like Google paying tax. I'm really worried about this settlement. It looks like another sweetheart deal. HMRC have been appallingly poor, should details be published of this deal. People's tax affairs are confidential between themselves and our independent HMRC. I don't think it's the fault of the companies. After all, you know, you might as well blame a shark for eating seals or whatever. It's it's in the nature of the company. Google has come out on the defensive, but they're obviously feeling particularly sensitive today, and that's why they've got these security men outside who refuse to get out of the way of our shop.
1: Do you hear? The anger and frustration out
0: there. I understand my constituents are concerned when they see reports that we're paying 3% tax. It's just not true. This is a real vindication of this government's approach.
1: So, hello, Richard, and welcome to the Weekly Economics Podcast. Hi. You're one of Britain's leading tax experts and tax justice campaigners. Uh, Tax has, of course, been in the news a lot again recently, particularly because of Google. So, what has this Google tax story been all about?
0: Basically, and quite simply, Google appears to be underpaying tax in the UK. If we look at the level of their sales in the UK, it's around 10% of Google worldwide. If we look at the amount of tax they pay in the UK, it's tiny. Um, This tax settlement they're just settling is 130 million. They have paid about 70 million before, but it implies that the profits that they declare here and the tax they pay here is vastly smaller than appears reasonable based upon their worldwide activity. So everybody's annoyed that they're underpaying tax. It's as simple as that.
1: So lots of us will no doubt have filled in our self-assessment tax forms at the last minute uh, the other week to get them in for the deadline. So why were Google able to wait 10 years before paying their full tax bill?
0: Basically, we are in a world where large companies operate a different tax system from virtually everybody else. If you're just in the UK, you haven't got the chance to shift your profits out of this country. If you only deal with the UK tax authorities, then they've got you over a barrel. The rules are clear and unambiguous. You've got to declare everything in this country. But Google, of course, is not in that situation. Google is in most countries in the world. Google has set up an incredibly complex structure which involves, well, the UK having a sales office, but all the sales into the UK are billed from Ireland, which for these purposes is a completely different country. Um, the sales from Ireland are then routed through the Netherlands, back to another Irish company which is a resident in Bermuda. The net effect of this entire and rather complex structure, which I first wrote about, oh, God, in 2009, I think, is all the money ends up virtually tax-free in Bermuda. It doesn't get back to the USA. It's stuck in Bermuda, untaxed, and that's what Google wants. And that's what upsets people. The whole structure is designed to make sure no tax is paid anywhere.
1: Gosh, it all sounds like a bit of a faff to me. So is it just Google uh, or are other companies in the same uh, pretty crazy-sounding tax position?
0: It's pretty fair to say that all the major IT companies are doing something like this. They might use Luxembourg instead of Ireland as part of the operation. So Apple seems to prefer Luxembourg, but Microsoft uses Ireland and Twitter does this and Facebook does this and Yahoo does this. Wherever you're looking, the large companies that can shift their profits around using what is called intellectual property, That is the IT, the software, but also pharmaceutical companies get this chance as well because they have lots of intellectual property. Wherever you can shift profits into a tax haven, large companies are trying to do it.
1: But lots of us uh, no doubt use things like ISIS to avoid paying uh, as much tax as we can. Is what Google does actually wrong?
0: Look, there's a question about whether it's legal and whether it's wrong. They're not the same thing. Using an ISA is very clearly doing something that the parliament in this country has said you can do. We even encourage you to do it. We promote it because it's consistent with our economic goals to have people save because we want them to by and large so they're less of a burden on the state when they get old. That's what the logic of ISIS is overall. So saving tax in that way isn't tax avoidance, it's tax compliant, it's what the government wants. There is no way on earth the UK government expected a company like Google to set up a sales operation in the UK, but actually have the invoices issued from Ireland, claiming that they're completely unrelated events. So as a consequence, Google doesn't pay tax on its whole income arising in this country. That is not what they intended. So this is tax avoidance. That's using the opportunities in the gaps between tax laws to avoid paying tax. And the gaps here are not just inside UK law, but international law, of course. So they're using the gaps between UK law, Dutch law, Irish law, Bermudan law and US law to end up not paying tax anywhere fundamentally.
1: Right, so even if we accept perhaps that Google has done wrong, um, if we put up taxes for companies like Google in the UK, won't they just all move to Bermuda?
0: Well, why would a company leave the UK if there are 64 and a half million of us officially here at the moment who are going to click on the adverts that Google manages to sell to UK uh, customers on a UK website using nearly 2,000 staff in this country and as a result make sales in this country of four and a half billion pounds on which I reckon they make profits of about 1.4 billion. Even if you had to pay tax of 90% of profits on £1.4 billion, you would still have a heck of a lot left over. Actually, we're only asking them to pay 20% tax on £1.4 billion, so they would still walk away after tax with more than a billion a year. No company is going to turn down the chance to make more than a billion a year in the UK and walk away because we charge them to tax. Who's the biggest authority on that one? Warren Buffett, I mean, the richest guy in the world, says that no company ever turned down an opportunity to make profit because it had to pay tax tax on it. So they won't leave in other words.
1: So how much of this can be solved perhaps by international agreements and how much can we do um, here in the UK acting alone?
0: Our fundamental problem is we have an international tax system that's based on a fantasy which is that every single company in a multinational group of companies is independent of each other. And that gives a company like Google the chance to play off different tax systems one against the other. What we've been trying to do for the last three or four years in no small part because of the work of tax campaigners putting it on the international agenda is solve this through the OECD, the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development in Paris. There's been a long negotiation process, I've been involved in that, it's called the Base Erosion and Profit Shifting uh, Programme and we've been trying to come up with new rules which civil society was invited to be involved with which is great, for the first time they involved us. And we have got some potential solutions. The difficulty is we still have got a system that is fundamentally broken. Google pretends it's lots of different companies. Actually, it's one big multinational. Ultimately, we need to get all the countries of the world to agree, Look, let's scrap this system that doesn't work. Let's start again. We could do that in Europe. Europe wants to come up with a Europe-wide tax base for multinational companies. It's the starting point. We could do it. It would end up with a fairer tax system. If we fail, and that's what worries me, if we fail ultimately to repair this broken system, and we haven't yet got a solution to the broken system, if we fail, the tax bill is going to end up on ordinary people. Capital will be untaxed. That means wealth is untaxed ordinary people, consumers will pay more tax, the burden of tax will shift, inequality will rise, and that's the outcome that we least want. So the goal of getting fair tax on companies is really important.
1: So what would you say to an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley who um, might be starting to notice uh, some of the inequalities, um, but obviously thinks that if they start a great company, then uh, that'll have some kind of trickle down effect to others?
0: First of all, there's never been a trickle down effect We've never seen trickle down, we've only seen what I would call flooding up, which is actually, at the moment, the wealth is extracted from ordinary people and flows to a tiny number of people at the top. And that's very obviously true inside the multinational IT companies. A tiny number of people have become incredibly wealthy at expense to a very large number of consumers. So I think that's important, and secondly, I've been involved in setting up a lot of companies over my career as an accountant. And, you know, I've never seen anybody who said, I won't start a business because of tax. If you're a real, genuine entrepreneur, if you're really excited by ideas, if you really have this great product you want to sell, you will, just like Warren Buffett says, actually not be put off by the fact you've got to pay some tax on the way. Um, What happens is that once they become rich... Once Facebook becomes rich, once Google becomes rich, the thing they're most interested in is preserving their wealth. And then they use tax avoidance to try and preserve their wealth. We're really frightened of losing what we've got, but actually tax doesn't put off genuine entrepreneurs. What we end up with are rent seekers, and that's what these companies now are.
1: So is our government doing anything about this? Obviously, George Osborne came away from his negotiation with Google quite happy about the settlement that he got, but then he was called out by various different um, individuals about whether that was really the best deal for the UK. In late
0: 2012, Margaret Hodge did a phenomenal job in the UK Parliament of putting companies like Google, Amazon and Starbucks on the public record and interrogating them. And you know, we have a lot to thank Margaret for, for doing that. She changed the environment. As a consequence, in 2013, David Cameron said he was going To make tax the centre of his presidency of the G8, the International G8 Summit, that gave rise to the OECD initiative to some degree. But we have been very reticent to deliver in some aspects. So, for example, George Osborne tried to undermine the whole of the international agreement by doing the diverted profit tax in the UK. It's even called the Google tax, even though he won't charge them to it. Um, So it seems. So we have a half-hearted government here. Half-hearted for two reasons. One, we actually use tax competition to try and attract business to the UK. Two, we are the centre of the biggest network of tax havens in the world. Cayman, Bermuda, Jersey, Guernsey, the Isle of Man, Gibraltar. These are all British. They're all branch offices of the City of London. George Osborne knows that and he isn't going to let them down. So we have good rhetoric, bad implementation.
1: So can I do a jogger buster on you, uh, if you don't mind? Yes. What is a sweetheart deal? Is it just some kind of um, lovely tax deal for around Valentine's Day?
0: A sweetheart deal is... has been, It is suggested been negotiated by our tax authority with large companies where they are going to pay less tax than the law would appear to imply necessary to basically keep them happy to keep them here because they believe... They being HM Revenue and Customs and the Treasury believe that these companies will leave. If they don't get a good tax deal, I do not believe they'll leave. I believe we can be tough with them because there's so much money to be made in the UK by these companies, we can tax them and it's fine. But it appears they get away with very low tax deals. And that upsets other businesses and it upsets the level playing field, which is necessary for the market in the UK. So small companies in the UK don't get this deal. They are competitively disadvantaged in an economic terms compared to the big companies. So the big companies are already winning because they can get access to capital, access to markets. They are winning and small market companies are losing. We, and if you're like me, believe that small m- companies are really important in the economy, and I think most people in new economics do, then those people are being prejudiced. That's not good either.
1: Okay, so a dream scenario, perhaps. If George Osborne unexpectedly decided to put you in charge of tax affairs
0: tomorrow, (laughs) what? Unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) Unlikely.
1: He's had a change of heart. Um, What would be the biggest changes that you would make immediately?
0: Look, I would do three things, first of all. The first is I would insist that all multinational companies actually account for their profits where they make them. That's called country by country reporting. It's Going to happen for tax purposes, but I want everybody to be able to see where Google earns its money and pays its tax and Vodafone and all the other large companies and Boots and all the people who've been criticised. I want to know where are you paying tax and is it here in the UK or not? And if it's in the Cayman Islands that you're recording your profits, why? So that's number one, publicity, transparency. Number two would be to go to Europe and say, we want to find an international solution and we believe it starts in the European Union. We believe we can cooperate to create a common tax base for Europe where we will share the profits of European countries between us on a fair basis. Where are your sales? Where are your people? Where are your assets? Allocate the profits to the countries on the basis of where the real economic activity arises. Third, I'd actually increase the corporation tax rate in this country, it's only 20%, that's very low. But our large companies are no longer investing, large companies are now saving hand over fist at the moment. When we need them to be investing in the new technologies, the new energy systems and everything else that I as a green economist would want, I would increase the corporate tax rate, but increase the tax allowances for investing in innovation that we need to build the new economy we want and therefore give them a stronger tax incentive to invest in our future. Three measures. Those are my three
1: measures. So, Richard, that is probably the most joy that I've had uh, talking about tax, which is perhaps not a coincidence because you are, in fact, the writer of a book called The Joy of Tax. I
0: am indeed the writer of a book called The Joy of Tax. Yes, it's a little tug-in-cheek. But I actually think tax is really important. It is the single most powerful Policy instrument we've got to change the shape of society. That's what the joy of tax, in my opinion, is. Go read the book, you'll find out what I want to do.
1: my God, this is like changed my whole l- outlook on tax. I'm going to go to HMRC and do my freelance d- books early this year. Go right. on then. Wicked. Thank you very much, Richard. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back at the same time next week. The Weekly Economics Podcast is brought to you by the New Economics Foundation, an independent think tank and charity that campaigns for a fairer, sustainable economy. Find out more and get involved at neweconomics.org.